Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back into The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6th and and the Odyssey app. So there was a kid, his name is Jeremiah Fennel, sure you saw him, little kid. He got a chance to interview a lot of the best players in the National Football League, and he got a chance to catch up with Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of your Kansas City Chiefs, and he asked him a very good question. Hey, if you were building an all-time fantasy team, but you cannot pick any member who is currently on the Kansas City Chiefs, who would your team be? This is the team that Patrick Mahomes put together. So I want to build a fantasy team, but on two conditions. The rules are simple. We both have you as our quarterback since you're one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. And the second rule is that you can't pick anyone that's on the current Chiefs roster, but you can pick players that are current or all-time players in the NFL. Okay. So rules, Sounds good. Rules good? Sounds good. All right. So who's going to pick first? Near you. You got first. All right. Uh, let's do running back. I'll pick Barry Sanders. Ooh, right. Barry Sanders? Do I, you took... Uh, I'm doing Earl Campbell. Wide receiver number one. Um, Randy Moss for me. Dang it. Okay. Uh, I got Jerry Rice. Okay. Okay. Wide receiver number two. Whoo! Wide receiver number two. Uh, let me go with. I'll go with Tyreek Hill. All right. Give me Calvin Johnson. All right. Wide receiver number three. Gosh, wide receiver number three, wide receiver number three. Um, let me go with Jamar Chase. Okay. Um, this is hard. I didn't I didn't think he was gonna pick Randy Moss. He took my pick. Um, give me Devontae Adams. Okay, nice, nice pick, nice pick. Okay, tight end. I can't pick Travis. Are you sure? I'm sure. Um I'll I'll take uh, Rob Gronkowski. Okay. <laughs> um I'll have Antonio Gates. Okay, nice pick. Great pick. That was Patrick Mahomes' all-time fantasy offense. Rob, before I give you who I would build on my offense, do you just not have a running back on your team? Or are you just going, hey, you know what? We're never going to run the ball on my team. It's just going to be throw, throw, throw. And if we need to run, then my quarterback can take off when necessary. Do you have a running back on your all-time fantasy offense? Can I put Debo Samuel at running back? No, you have to take oh, a traditional uh-huh. running back, not somebody that got 21 carries this year. Do you have a running back on your team? I mean, if I was forced to, yes. In a perfect world, no. 
Okay. Hit me with a little bit of music, Rob. And why don't we do this exercise where you and I go back and forth and then we build our fantasy offense. You want to start just anywhere on the field or do you want to do it the way that they did it where we take a running back first and then just any pick? Let's do it the way they did it. I'll let you pick running back first because I have to chew on it back here to think of all the bums and scrubs to pick from. You know what? With the number one overall pick, I am going to pick LaDainian Tomlinson at running back. I need a modern running back. I need somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I need a dynamic back, and I need somebody that has a nose for the end zone. I would love to take Barry Sanders in this scenario, but I need somebody who can give me something in the modern passing game. LT was ahead of his time. LT would fit in any generation, in any offense, in any system. With my running back, Rob, on our all-time fantasy team, give me LaDainian Tomlinson. I'll take Christian McCaffrey. You want a pass catcher at running back? He can catch the ball. He's a consensus number one overall pick in fantasy league since the end of the league. This is fantasy football. You told me yesterday he's a first ballot Hall of Famer in the same class as I do LT. Think he'll be, I, I do think he'll be your first ballot so Hall of Famer. So I'll take Christian McCaffrey. All right, I'll give you wide receiver first pick. Randy Moss. Do I need to explain it or can I just say Randy Moss? You don't got to explain Randy to me. I get it. You want to take Randy with the first pick, you can have Randy with the first pick. I'm not going to argue that. You looked at me like, hey, explain it. No, he's Randy Moss. If you want Randy, you can have Randy. He had the greatest wide receiver season of all time on the Patriots, by the way. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. I think his speed is such a mismatch and such an advantage on the field. I would take Tyreek Hill. We're going to go snake or back to me? All right, I'll take my second pick here. I'll take Calvin Johnson. Just the fact that I've got the, I've already got the speedster down the, now I need a 6'4", 6'5", go get it type. And I think I got that with Calvin Johnson. I feel really good about my one, two. I got Tyreek. I got Calvin Johnson. I'm happy. Okay. I, I'm like sitting back here astonished. I'll take Jerry Rice. Old. Yeah, I'm not taking nine. I'm not taking Seahawks Jerry Rice. I'm taking prime Jerry Rice. The guy who year after year is pumping out 1,500, 1,500, 1,200, 1,200, 1,500, 1,500, 1,800. I don't know if I want somebody that's running a 4-8. You know what I mean? I, that guy. You know who I'm taking? Go ahead. You get another pick because you you are going to be astonished by who my slot receiver is going to be. And you, are you going to put Tyreek in your slot? You already had three receivers. We've already done receiver. No, the they, had, they took three receivers. We could take three receivers. We've, oh, yeah, we're right. Okay. Yeah, they took three receivers. I'm just still astonished back here that I got Jerry Rice and Jerry Randy Rice. Moss. I don't want his 4-7 can't separate. I don't want him. 4-7? Four, 4-8. Four, <laughs> <eight>, slow. <laughs> Oh, man, I will take with my next pick. I will take another Hall of Famer. I assume in fantasy it's PPR, so I'll be taking Chris Carter. You're going to laugh at me for this pick. I'm taking Wes Welker. What is wrong with you? I'm taking Wes Welker. You picked a non-Hall of Famer in an all-time draft? You had the world as your oyster, and you took a non-Hall of Famer. I need somebody that can eat in the middle of the field. I got Tyreek making plays. I got Calvin. 
why do we act like Wes Welker there during a stretch wasn't the perfect complimentary receiver maybe in league history? Have you forgot what prime Wes Welker was? 2007, 112 catches, 1,200 yards. 2008, 111 catches, 1,200 yards. He did this with two different quarterbacks. We're not doing this with Wes Welker. For a number three receiver that I know is going to come in, going to block, be a great teammate, sneaky athletic, first in, last one to leave, coach's kid, a guy that you would love your daughter to date, Wes Welker, as my slot receiver on my all-time fantasy team. You're the next pick, so take the obvious tight end. I'm taking Rob Gronkowski. What? Are you trying to lose this? I'm taking Rob Gronkowski. What are you doing? You gave me Jerry Rice. You gave me Randy Moss. And now I'm about to walk away with Travis Kelsey. What are you doing? Yeah, because in this scenario, Gronk's going to be healthy. The same way that you get prime 24-year-old Randy Moss, I get Gronk with the good back. I don't get the Michael Porter, Tracy McGrady version of Rob Gronkowski. I get peak Gronk when he was healthy. I'll take that. I'll take Gronk. Who would your... Who would your flex player be? I'll give you a flex player. Marvin Harrison. Noted killer. Also fantastic wide receiver. Hmm. I would like to say that you can't pick a chief because that was the rules that the young man set. So you couldn't have Travis Kelsey in this. Then I'll take Tony Gonzalez, who was also better than Rob Gronkowski. Who played on the Chiefs. But he didn't play with the home. So that would maybe be the thing. Come on now. Fair point. All right. I mean, I can now get Barry as my flex. I was never taking running back and flex. Yeah, I'm fine yeah, with taking ahead. Barry there. I appreciate Barry. What defense are you taking? I cut that part out of the Mahomes interview. Yeah. Like as a whole? As a whole, you get the whole unit. The 2000 Ravens. There's another defense you would take? Yes. The 85 Bears. Okay. Over the 2000 Ravens. Yes. Did we not understand the assignment? You gave me stars to take Wes Welker. Yeah. And you didn't take the greatest defense in the history of the NFL. Because Wes Welker was a star. I just need somebody to come in and be wide receiver three. That's what I need you to come in. I need you to come in and just navigate the middle of the field and be an elite slot receiver. That's what Wes Welker was. That's who he was. We make it seem like Wes Welker's job was easy. Who, who does every slot? Remember whenever Sky Moore get drafted? Who do they compare him to? Oh, who could he be? Except for the Patriots had like six different versions of Wes Welker. They never had one as good as what Julian Scra- Edelman was not as good as Wes Welker Scrappy was. We're not doing this. slot receiver. We're not doing this I wonder with Danny just, Amendola. They just, We're they, not doing they this. They just picked those guys off trees. We're not doing Danny Amendola like he was like he was Wes, Wes Welker. Welker walked so Chris Hogan could run. That's what we did. You're racist. Do you know that? I want you to know that. Hey, you're racist. How dare you talk about Wes Welker like he was super Chris Hogan? No, that's not accurate. I'm looking. Let me look at Chris Hogan's stats here. He is a he is a two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Hogan. Oh, no, he never had 700 yards in a season. No, you really are racist. Like, against your own people. Against your own kind. I can't believe you would do this to Wes Welker, the God. Salute to you, Wes. I hope you're enjoying Black History Month, Wes Welker. You were a real pioneer. 
You were one of a kind is what you were. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Chiefs fans. It's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I have to ask you guys a question, 913-586-7610. I would say the hardest thing about this week and I don't want to make it seem like this week is hard, but the hardest thing about this week is I always feel like this weird balance of I'm picking the Chiefs to win, but I don't want to come on here for five days and just give you all homer picks. Like I'm, I'm trying to look at the game objectively, and I think San Francisco is a really good team. I think they were arguably the best team in the National Football League this year. Before the postseason started, I thought San Francisco was going to win the Super Bowl. Now, I have not been encouraged by how they have played so far in their first two postseason games, and I have been encouraged by how Kansas City has played. So I have decided to change my opinion. I bring all this up because as I was driving into work today, I was doing an interview on someone's show, and they asked me, you know, hey, what's the confidence level in Kansas City? And I said, overwhelmingly positive. I feel that this is the most confident about a big game that you guys have been since the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. There was a sense of nervousness heading into the AFC championship game last year against Cincinnati. They had beat you the year before. You remember the second half collapse. There was a sense of nervousness going into the game. 
obviously you pick them to win, but hey, we understand that this team is good. Their quarterback is good. It was more about payback and revenge. Like you could feel the energy in the city. I would say that last year's Super Bowl, at least with the perception about it, felt very much more like a coin flip than I think this game feels like, at least just being in the city. I think that Patrick Mahomes gave you guys your swagger back. We can be honest about how we have all perceived the Chiefs over the last couple of months. A lot of your confidence wavered. Text line, I'm here every day. I know you're a no, I never stop it. After they lost that Christmas Day game and they got dominated by the Las Vegas Raiders, there were not many of you that were, hey, you guys are overreacting. They're going to figure this thing out. They're going to be okay. That was not the prevailing wisdom. That was not the sentiment about this team. I think that going on the road was the best thing that this team could have done. And I think it allowed them to really lock in and give them a new challenge that they haven't had during this run. They have always had your support and your belief of them going into the postseason. This was the first time since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback that the Chiefs kingdom was like, man, I don't know this year. I don't know, man. I mean, they got Pat, but I don't know about this year. And you could feel the momentum really start to pick up after the Dolphins game and how their defense really played, certainly going into Buffalo, that felt like the test because we all knew that Buffalo had had that game circled for years. Buffalo beat Kansas City early. This was the game that Buffalo had been waiting for for four years for the opportunity to get Patrick Mahomes in their building. And it felt like if they could get over that game, if they could get over that hump, that everything would be fine. Well, they won that game, and the confidence certainly was coming back against Baltimore, but I think it's twofold. Mahomes has played incredibly well these last three weeks, and their defense has been really good. That I have since, hey, the old swagger has come back to the Chiefs' kingdom. It was a little shaky there for a little bit. Confidence had wavered a little bit. Oh, you guys are back. Christian McCaffrey's a bum. Brock Purdy is being, you guys are back. I just want to know if you guys respect San Francisco. Because maybe in this this week, as I was like going back and listening to the show, like maybe I'm giving San Francisco too much respect. This might come as a shock. I think San Francisco is going to score in this game. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a good day. I don't think he's going to have a great day. But I don't think the Chiefs are holding Christian McCaffrey to 51 yards from scrimmage. Like, I think he's too important. I think they have too many weapons to think that you were stopping all four of their productive players. Someone's going to have a good day. But I've maintained this since the moment we found out what the matchup was going to be and why I'm picking Kansas City. You are going to give me the better coach. You are going to give me the better quarterback. And you are going to give me the better defense. And you're going to give me two weeks to prepare for the other team. I feel really good about Kansas City heading into this matchup. And that's how I feel about San Francisco, who, in my opinion, has been the second best team in the league since they traded for Christian McCaffrey. I got all the respect in the world for San Francisco. I just can't pick them to win this game. I would have picked San Francisco to beat any other AFC team. I would have picked them to beat Baltimore and get their revenge in the rematch. I would have picked them to beat Buffalo. I was going to pick them. 
I just can't pick them in this game knowing what I've seen from Kansas City's offense these three weeks and knowing that for the first time you have an offense that has figured things out. I don't think the Chiefs offense has been on the same page at any point this season until January. This team is committed to running the football. They know who their playmakers are, and they have trimmed the fat. This is as good as I feel about Kansas City in a long time. So it makes sense why you guys feel the way that you feel about the Chiefs. But I am curious if there is a respect factor, because I certainly got that feeling towards Philadelphia. I certainly get that when they played Buffalo earlier this year and last year when they played Cincinnati. I don't really get the vibe that you guys have a lot of respect for the San Francisco team. It's actually a very interesting point because this is the most confident I've felt the city about a big game since the Bucks Super Bowl, which the Bucks Super Bowl was different because it was COVID and the there was a lot of weird there was, there was a lot of weirdness around that Super Bowl. But you look back at this dynasty run, this Mahomes era. There was angst about the first AFC title game of Tom Brady. Understandably so, we saw what happened. There was angst when Derrick Henry came to town, a team that had shocked the world once. There was a fear that Vrabel and Tannehill could do it because they had seen an arrowhead loss before. There was angst in the first Niners Super Bowl. Hey, we're here. That's great. But can we finish the job? There was no angst against the Bucks, but even there was angst against the Bengals, a lot about the Bengals last year, and even the Eagles. Is it fair to say you say the city got its swagger back, the city got its confidence back? Is it fair to say maybe the city has overcorrected and the pendulum has swung too far? Because now the text line is going out of its way to say things like, what have the Niners done to earn any respect this season? But Stop I think, it. The yeah, Niners were good. But the I Niners would say, though, but, but like, Isn't this part of being a dynasty, though? Like, isn't this part of it? Like, part of being a KU fan is KU fans will tell you how competitive the Big 12 is, yet laugh in your face when you suggest that any other team could win the league. Hey, I don't know, man. I kind of think Baylor could win it. (laughs) Ha ha, Baylor can't. Well, hold on. Both things can't be true in this scenario. I just think this is the byproduct of your team has played in a lot of big games And won a lot of big games. And I do think, like, if you are Kansas City, if you are the Chiefs fan, and you have seen what it has taken to knock out Kansas City in the postseason. Think about it. We have seen Patrick Mahomes lose two times in the postseason. I mean, three. Three times. It has taken Joe Burrow and an incredible collapse in the second half and Tom Brady twice. I like Brock Purdy. He is neither one of those things. He is not the greatest quarterback that we have ever seen, and he is not Joe Burrow. So I think a lot of it just stems from the fact of why a lot of people, I think, are picking this game. There are two sides. There is a red corner and a blue corner. In the red corner is Patrick Mahomes, who might be the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen. The other side is Brock Purdy. Whose side do I want to be on? I can't be on both people's side. I think it makes a lot of sense to just be like, hey, maybe San Francisco is the better team. Maybe they are. They were the better team for the first 20 weeks of the season. If you're going to tell me in a one-game single elimination scenario that I need to pick what side I'm going to be on, I'm going to pick the side that has Patrick Mahomes because for the most part, over the last five seasons, that has been the correct side to be on. I agree with you, and I'm on that side too. 
And it, a lot of it stems from better coach, better quarterback. Like that is what happens. But I think to simplify the game to that level might be a little bit of a disservice to the Niners and what they've accomplished. Because I think if we go position by position, offense and defense, if we went 22 versus 22, I think the Niners might have the better team. Like quarterback, you'll obviously give Mahomes, but running back is a clear advantage to the Niners. Offensive line is a clear advantage to the Niners. Tied in, I'd give it to Kelsey, but it's far closer to a push than people want to believe. Wide receivers, definitely Niners. D-line push. Like I think if you played this game and you went through it objectively, you would lean Niners almost every time. So I think simplifying it and saying better coach, better quarterback is the correct way to evaluate it. That's how I'm evaluating it in massive games. But I think we in Kansas City are maybe making it too simplistic and doing a little bit of a disservice to the Niners because they have talent all over that roster and they have talent all over that roster that you could argue is better than Kansas City's talent. But I would say, at least in this matchup, what is very different than the other ones, that as crazy as it sounds, I might be at the point that in this individual game, I have more confidence in their defense than I have in Patrick Mahomes. Because this is not a Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. They are not on the field at the same time. This is Patrick Mahomes in his offense against their defense and Brock Purdy against Kansas City's defense. That feels like advantage Kansas City from the defensive standpoint of it. That I'm just not sure with Brock Purdy, with the best running back in the NFL, with maybe the better offensive line, with the better weapons, you have given that defensive coordinator two weeks. He has watched San Francisco four times. I feel pretty confident that he can figure out Brock Purdy way before they figure out Patrick Mahomes. And I just think that's a sizable advantage in this game. And I think these two teams are pretty close. I think a lot of the numbers would suggest that they're close. I would say very similar to the AFC championship game and the divisional round against Buffalo. The other team's quarterback is going to be forced to make a play. Lamar was forced to make plays in that game, and we saw how it turned out. Like, there is going to be a stretch in which Kansas City's offense stalls for whatever reason. All the confidence in the world in Mahomes. But we know that. They didn't score in the fourth quarter in the in Buffalo, and they didn't score in the final 30 minutes of the game against Baltimore. That's why I think the notion of this game being high scoring, they are going to go 15, 20, 25 minutes without scoring offensively for whatever reason. A turnover, a tip pass, a misfield. Something will go wrong with Kansas City's offense because something usually goes wrong with their offense. But almost every time this season that you have asked the defense to answer the call, to step up, they've done it every single time. And this is a spot where two weeks, relatively healthy. I mean, out of their top 25 players, only Charles Aminahu isn't playing in this game. A defense is coming in really healthy and playing with a lot of confidence. I just feel really good about their chances going up against Brock Purdy. And not even just the defense wins championships. You win by being elite at something. Last year, Kansas City's defense was not elite by any means. Was not championship win defense. They won because their offense was the best in the National Football League. They scored more points than every team in the National Football League. That's why they won the championship. 
I think we see on Sunday that they win the Super Bowl because their defense was the best and most consistent unit in the National Football League. And there's one final test to do it against an offense that we think is going to be fully healthy, that when they've been healthy, they've proven that they're the best offense in the league. With their running back, with their all-pro tight end, with their two wide receivers, when they have been healthy, no one has stopped San Francisco from scoring. It is the ultimate test for what I think is the best defense in the league. I agree. I continue to say the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. They have the better every everything that you're saying. I'm just trying to come at this from an angle of I think Chiefs fans, at least in the text line, the pendulum has swung too far back. And your KU analogy is good. But I don't think KU fans are this dismissive of teams. They have angst in the Elite Eight. They have angst in the Final Four. Like, let's look at the last Final Four game. Because I'm not going to compare it to, you know, a January game in Allen Fieldhouse. I'm just happy you put a same. caveat on it because I was, I, was yeah. I was about to walk out of here once you said I, yeah. I was about to walk out this of here for a bit. So I'm, I'm happy you put a capper on there. Thank this you. This isn't big Monday against Oklahoma at home. Well, obviously, right. obviously, KU fans are clearly in, feel like they're going to win that game. The same way week seven at home, Chiefs fans like they're going to win that game. This is a different animal. You and I are on the same Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it nowadays, around the Elite Eight and Final Four and title games when KU is making a run. You follow KU Twitter enough to know it is not all rainbows and unicorns before a matchup with the Miami and the Elite Eight. No, it never is not, is. hey, I'm not worried about Villanova. We got David McCormick. Come get it, boys. That is not the conversation leading into the Final Four. It isn't, hey, that Carolina team's an eight seed. We don't fear them. That is not how KU fans handle big games in the tournament. So I'm surprised that Chiefs fans are this dismissive of the Niners. And it might boil down to the simple fact that all year, people like me and you and Michael Wilbon is on TV right now and Skip Bayless and Sean Barber, name a talking head, all came to the same realization. The AFC was the superior conference. Maybe that's where this confidence comes from. The Chiefs have come out of the gauntlet. It's time to get a cakewalk, but... Fans on the text line are maybe respecting the Niners, but dismissing they have any chance at all, which I think is too far a pendulum swing. So there was a story on ESPN.com where they did a Super Bowl fan survey. So they they polled 10,000 fans and were just asking them questions about the Super Bowl. Hey, who are you cheering for? Where do you plan on watching it? You know, these kind of surveys. Rob, now... You have to help me understand this because there has maybe been a disconnect with how big I think people perceive Usher to be in his music. This thing says that Usher hasn't had a hit record since, yeah, in 2004. Did loving this club not happen? Why are we doing this to Usher? Why are we making it seem like Usher doesn't have hits and isn't a popular musician? People are, I'm, you know what's going to happen on Monday, Rob? This is going to happen. We're going to come on here and people are going to be like, huh, I didn't realize how many Usher songs I knew and how many Usher songs I liked. And man, that was a really good show. That's going to be the prevailing wisdom on Monday after people see Usher. We don't have to do this to him in his catalog of music. He's been holding us down for 25 years now. We don't have to do this to Usher. Well, oh. they also had this. They had other things. They had other studies. What is your go-to main course? These were the top five. Chicken wings, pizza, nachos, burgers, and sliders. Those were the five most popular go-to main course items for the Super Bowl. 
That makes sense to me. I don't really look at nachos as a main course food, though. Nachos to me are chicken, pizza, barbecue, your sliders. That might be your burger, might be your main course. And nachos, that's more of an after halftime. That's much more of a, hey, I already got the big food, but I'm still a little hungry for the second half. Let me let me grab a little Rotel. Let me grab a little chip. Let me grab a little dip, a little daisy dip. That's more of a, a of a second half move for me. Interested in this this the way you do nachos. I think you can make nachos with the entree. You just got to really do some work. You got some chip, some meat, some cheese. You got to have a little sour cream. You got to have the lettuce, the tomato, the salsa. You got to really do up some nachos. I'm talking about like, you know, sheet pan nachos, not Rotel dip. Rotel dip's not an entree, but nachos can 100% be an entree. Yeah. Now, I've never been somewhere where they had all the nachos decked out. Like, you are rolling with a different nacho crew. Now, I've definitely been places where Rotel was the main course. But that is might be a little bit of a different social gathering. This is the Super Bowl. There's not going to be another game that brings us together for another six to eight months. Now, my friends watch the NBA like this. I imagine some of you don't maybe get together to watch the NBA like this. But this is different. This is the Super Bowl. This is a culmination of all the football that we have been watching since August. You know how long we've been watching the Chiefs? We were out in St. Joe sweating hot. It was in July. We finally made it. I'm not just eating nachos during this. I need a little better snack. So they have your what's your go-to Super Bowl dip. Number one was cheese or queso. Number two, buffalo chicken. Number three, salsa. Number three, guacamole. Number eight or number five with 8% was spinach artichoke dip. Those were the five most popular go-to Super Bowl dips. Very disappointed that Daisy wasn't on there. Disappointed. I what what is America up to? I mean, we got we got to really crank up these. We, ads. Absolutely, we're not doing enough. I think we have to do it two more times today. Let's mm-hmm. make it three. They need more Daisy. <laughs> Let dip. the people know they need more Daisy Dip in their life. Again, regular salsa. You're eating regular salsa for the bowl. Regular salsa is a Chiefs and Bills move. Regular salsa was Chiefs Vikings back in Week Five. You're just getting the regular picante sauce, the regular pace for the Super Bowl. You got to go all out, man. You got to be willing to go that your favorite team is in the Super Bowl. And you're just getting regular salsa? You're not even going homemade? I want better for you. I really do. I want I want better for you. I mean, chips and salsa, let's say I'm sitting out watching Super Bowl and there's like a coffee table in front of me. And someone has some chips and salsa on said coffee table. And I can just kind of, you know, like it's a restaurant. I just kind of dip, bite, go. I'd be happy with chips and salsa, but I'm not taking my little Super Bowl, you know, those paper plates that I'm talking about. I'm not taking that up to the food station and being like, let me get some chips and let me get a little little uh, salsa and head back. That's, that's lunacy to me. If it's in front of me, I'm eating it. I'm not going out of my way for a chip and salsa. Someone on the text line, this is, I'm not lying to you guys. I really enjoy a nice homemade salad. Rob, look at what you've started on this show. You told us a couple of days ago that you plan on bringing a vegetable tray, and now you have made it comfortable for people to text in. Remember a couple of days ago that guy said that his wife was making tuna casserole for the Super Bowl? And now people are saying that they enjoy nice salads for the for the Super Bowl. You have created this culture, this climate. This is your fault. I've done everything in my power 
to steer us away from this. And now you have people comfortable telling us that their wife is making tuna casserole during the biggest game of the year. I also want to know what's a nice salad like a Cobb salad. What's, what's a nice salad? I don't look know. Like? Maybe you like, I don't know. I would eat a Cobb. So about a Cobb salad to a Super Bowl party. I'd have some Cobb salad. You got some protein in there. Somebody said we love sloppy Joe's. What's going on? I don't, I don't want any, I don't want any elementary cafeteria food at the Super Bowl function. Please keep it away from me. A sloppy Joe? Just make regular hamburgers. Please don't put that hungry man sauce with these. Please don't. You're grinding up this beef, this this ground beef for you to make sloppy Joe's. Just make tacos, please. If you got sloppy Joe's, I'm leaving. I don't care what time it is. I don't care if they're singing the national anthem. I'm driving home. I'll watch the first quarter at home. I'll watch the first quarter by myself at the house. I'll listen to Mitch Holtis on the drive home. Please do not serve me sloppy Joes for the function. Please don't. Coming up in about 20 minutes or so, we will get back to the top stories in Kansas City. You know, Rob, we haven't had a trivia minigame. It seems like somebody needs pizza after what we've just been talking about. Some of you, I want to save your Super Bowl party. 913-586-7610. Let me just give you a free pizza coming up. We'll play a game. We'll give somebody a free pizza. I can't let you be eating sloppy joes and tuna casserole during the big game. That is serial killer behavior. I can't let you do any of that. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, he's feeling it. I am champion dot. You never know when it's going to happen, but it's always your chance to win. Here's another edition of CDOT's Trivia Minigame on The Drive. All right. I can only do so much complaining about what you're eating without at least trying to give you some pizza. So it's big game week. Let's try to get if the, the winner today, I'm giving you two large pizzas to the other place. We're not, you know, we're not playing as many games during the week that we normally do. It's the Super Bowl, you know, but I want to do my part to make sure that you can have the best big game experience possible. We had some other place pizza earlier today for lunch. Fantastic meal. 
All right. This is the question in today's trivia minigame. On Sunday, Patrick Mahomes will be making his fourth start in the Super Bowl. He will be the eighth quarterback to do so. There are already seven quarterbacks who have made four or more starts in the Super Bowl. Can you name them? You have to get at least three to get a mulligan. That's how we're going to play this today. 913-586-7610. All right, Ivan, Patrick Mahomes will be making his fourth Super Bowl start on Sunday. He'll be the eighth quarterback to do that. There are already seven who have had four or more starts. Can you name them? Tom Brady. Tom Brady, number one. He has ten. Uh, four or more Super Bowl starts. Four or more, correct. You have one, Tom Brady. He has been there ten times. Uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana, correct. He has four. Uh, uh, Terry is Terry Bradshaw. I don't, I'm not Terry Bradshaw. Terry there? Bradshaw. He has four. He is four and zero. Oh. Roger Staubach is correct. He has four. He is two and two in the Super Bowl. Uh, how many more? You have three left. You have Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, and Roger Staubach. There are three quarterbacks remaining who have had four or more starts in the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, uh, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly, correct. He has four. They lost all of them. I'm not giving you any clues. You're this close. You can do this, Ivan. I believe in you. Uh, what about Peyton? Did, Pey- did Peyton Manning did. Four? He is two and two in the Super Bowl. There is one quarterback left. Oh my God. Um, I'm not giving you a clue. I can't do it. You you can give me a small one. He's been to five. Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness, Ivan. You're cursing on the air, Ivan. You were so close. Rob, you get him? I got it. All right. Give give him a pizza. Give him a, I mean, you got that far. I'll give you a pizza. All right, David. Let me read you the list really quickly. If Patrick Mahomes, well, when Patrick Mahomes starts, not if. When Patrick Mahomes starts on Sunday, he will be the eighth quarterback to make at least four starts in the Super Bowl. There are seven other quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Roger Staubach, Peyton Manning, Jim Kelly, and who is the last quarterback? I'm going to go with John Elway. John Elway is the correct answer. Congratulations, David. Let me put you on hold there. Get your pizza. Ivan out here just... Just, I mean, he he ruined it for us. I mean, he almost had a chance. He was right there, Rob. He was right there. Maybe I just haven't consumed all of the Super Bowl media this week because there's obviously a lot. I don't feel like Patrick Mahomes, at least just from the national storylines, I don't really think that it's been maybe as top of mind as I anticipated it being. It felt like that was a big conversation after the AFC championship game. And for Pat to take this team to the Super Bowl, it was kind of, hey, I got to give it to him. 
it felt like that was a lot of last week's conversation, more of the greatest all time and the conversation around Patrick. It doesn't really feel like that's been the talking point this week. And I understand, like we are now here in game week and Travis Kelsey is kind of taking front stage. His girlfriend won album of the year. There's a lot of conversation about that with Travis Kelsey. This is, I think, one of the few times, Rob, that I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes has been in the background, but this is probably the last Super Bowl that he plays in where there is another player whose stardom is overshadowing his. Because the first time he went, it was, hey, you're in your first Super Bowl. It was a lot about him. In the second Super Bowl, it was a lot about the quarterback matchup, the old veteran against the young gun, Brady against Mahomes. Last year, it was, hey, there's there's two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Like, you know, it, it felt like a it felt like a very different celebration. This year, he is not the biggest star in the game that I don't know if if he goes to this game two, three more times down the road. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to say that about Patrick, that at least heading into the week, he is not dominating the headlines and the storylines the way that he usually does. I don't think there will be another time that it coalesces like this. Like, Pete Sweeney said it earlier on the show. He will probably never cover anything like this again. I don't think the NFL will ever experience anything like this again. Because I think we've heard reports on things like that. I think Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are going to get engaged. And some of the allure, some of the newness of their relationship is going to wear off. He's going to just be dating a super famous person. We've seen NFL players date super famous people before. It's going to be more normalized. It's just not normal yet. So I think this is like the one and only time where Patrick Mahomes will be in a Super Bowl and not be the story of the Super Bowl. He and Brady were the story of the Bucks one. He was the story of Eagles won. He was the obvious story of the last Niners one. I think this is the only time if Mahomes keeps going to Super Bowls, which we all expect, that he won't be the storyline. It just, this seems like, you know, a what's the the shooting star? You only see it once type of deal. Oh, someone on the text line make the case, what about last year because it was the Kelsey Bowl? That's a really good point. Last year, it certainly was different. It at least felt like last year that at least with the Kelsey Bowl, because there was one on each team and Donna was like front and center, it felt kind of like even throughout both teams. Like it was like a really big storyline. There's no question in my mind that heading into this Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey is the star of Super Bowl week. Like I fully expect now Mahomes is going to do the pregame conversation like he does. Like I am expecting either tomorrow or Friday the Travis Kelsey exclusive as he sits down with People Magazine or sits down with E or sits down like, if you're his agent, I'm encouraging you to do that. Now, maybe you did that earlier in the week and you told them to run it later in the week. But when you are as hot as Travis Kelsey is and this moment is as bright as it is, you got to sit down with somebody and you got to do that interview. He did it once during the season. He sat down with people. You do one of those heading into the game, and that's the last time that you talk. Like That's the last time that you talk before the Super Bowl. It is just a very unique situation for someone who has the stardom that Mahomes does is and is on the verge of, I mean, if they win this Super Bowl and you have three before you're 30 years old, I mean, who, who's telling what the limit is? You could be at five, six, seven of these by the time you're retired. And I didn't really think about it in this context until Peter King said it last week. 
We are now officially probably one-third through Patrick Mahomes' career. If you think he's going to play until he's 40, he is 28 years old. You play another six and then another six. That's how you get to 40. We are one-third through the way of his career, and they have been to the Super Bowl four times with him as the quarterback. It has been an almost unprecedented run. The only person that has done it is Tom Brady. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll get to the top stories of the day covering Super Bowl 58. Keep it right here. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.